0: On this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lurks podcast, we're entering the 1980s. And we'll be talking about some of the very first known unreleased vault songs from this decade. Lisa and Ruff. According to Prince Fault, Lisa was recorded in the summer of 1980, and Ruff was recorded in late spring, early summer of 1980. So that puts these songs squarely in the Dirty Mind era, as the Prince album had been released in late 79, the Prince tour and his opening slot on Rick James' Fired Up tour had already concluded. So Prince is now working on... Tracks that either would find their way onto his third album, Dirty Mind, released in the fall of 1980. Or just recording music around this time in the same vein of Dirty Mind songs. Or just recording music because that's what he did. So, these two tracks, Lisa and Ruff, could have been potential contributions to the Dirty Mind project. Or they might have just been exercises, uh, musical exercises, ideas maybe never considered for the album but still something Prince decided he wanted to record and see how it turned out Uh, both of these songs Lisa and Ruff were recorded at Prince's North Arm Drive home studio in Orono, Minnesota so this is the house that he lived in before moving into his Kiowa Trail home in Chanhassen where a lot of his uh, controversy 1999-era music was recorded So the home studio there did not exist yet. And we don't really have a lot of songs that were recorded at this uh, North Arm Drive home studio because he didn't live there very long. We don't have a lot of unreleased music from this era. At least that we are aware of. And that's the key, key thing to note. These are two songs that have been leaked over the years and that's why we're talking about them. So the first song I'm going to talk about is Lisa. So there's speculation that this song could be named after uh, prince's brand new keyboardist lisa coleman lisa joined prince's band in 1980 after the departure of gail chapman um, this was post 1979-1980 prince album tour gail was a part of prince's band for this tour but then after the tour she left prince's band prince needed a a replacement keyboardist this is where lisa coleman came into um, the fold so, you know, it would it would make sense that Lisa would have joined the band sometime in late spring, summer of 1980. We know that she was around during the recording for the Dirty Mind album, because her vocals can be heard on head. And we also, of course, know that she was a part of the promotional materials, all the, the photos. She's on the band photo for Dirty Mind. She was part of the tour. So we know she was there prior to Dirty Mind but she wasn't there during the 1979-1980 Prince tour. And if you time her arrival into Prince's band with the recording of this song, estimated being summer of 1980, you know, that theory makes sense. It makes sense that he might have written this song about his new bandmate, maybe as an introduction, maybe as a joke, maybe as a kind of a way to initiate her into the band. I mean, I think asking her to record Head was... Probably a pretty strong initiation. Uh, hazing, if you might want to call that. But um, Lisa obviously passed the initiation with flying colors, so no issues there. Um, however, according to Prince fault, Prince there was another Lisa in Prince's life around this time. A woman named Lisa LaSalle from Minneapolis. I don't know anything about her, so I'll just have to leave that there and move on. I guess the... the The true answer is that we'll never really know who Lisa was written about. The track is almost six minutes of like this very robotic, synthetic, funk music. Something that, you know, Prince was doing around this time, even though most of these types of songs did not find their way onto recorded albums. Uh, I think of, I mean, the closest that I think of is the title track to Dirty Mind. That song has kind of a has a robotic and synthetic sound to it, not too dissimilar to Lisa. But most of the rest of Dirty Mind album didn't sound anything like this. Same with Controversy. Uh, you'd hear some some uh, vault songs from the 1982 um, 1999 album recording sessions, Purple Music, for example. But you know this was this wasn't a typical prince song at the time lyrics to the first verse are lisa let's go to the movie lisa let's go lisa let's go to the village lisa let's go tell your man he'll understand lisa let's go so here prince seems to be attempting to lure lisa away from her man so she can hang with him instead that's kind of what i'm getting from this song from a lyrical perspective and prince always the movie buff suggest that they go to a movie that's the very first line lisa let's go to the movie prince references uh taking someone to a movie a uh, year later on jack you off if you want to listen to that episode or pour through those lyrics i think and if you're familiar with the song you, you know what the reference is and what they're going to do in the movie theater but nevertheless you know going to a movie was a typical like was and I guess in some ways maybe less so now still is a typical date night you know something that you would do on a date let's go to a movie not too um unusual for him to mention that and of course being that he was a movie buff it just makes even more sense but yeah he's like tell your man he'll understand Lisa let's go and I'm not so sure that that's true <laughs> I'm not sure that he would understand. Um, if Lisa just left him to go hang out with Prince and go to a movie and go to the village uh, Doesn't seem like that, but I think Prince is just trying to be very convincing like oh, don't worry about it He's he'll be cool with it. <laughs> just come with me
1: You know
0: Lisa, we're going to the movie. Lisa, let's go. It's all right. I don't care. Long as you know, somewhere, someday, we'll be together. Lisa, I don't care. Lisa, I don't care. So in the second verse, he's a bit more adamant. Like, we're going to the movie. He's made up his mind. Using his confidence to to get her to come with maybe his confidence will rub off on her and she'll decide that she does want to go with him. You know, like one of those powers of positive thinking mantras, like you will be great. (laughs) You, you will be amazing today. You you know, you're going to, you're going to kick some ass and take some names. You will be going to the movie with me. (laughs) Maybe it's something along those lines. So, I mean, he's really trying to like force the issue And he's also acknowledging, I think, that the timing may still not be right. So even in spite of him being very confident, Lisa, we're going to the movie, let's go. He also says, long as you know, somewhere, someday we'll be together, I guess I don't care. So to me, that kind of speaks to him acknowledging, accepting that maybe the timing isn't right. So, you know, preparing himself to be let down by Lisa's response. Lisa, let's go to the movie. We're going to the movie. Let's go. No, I I can't. I'm still with my man. Alright, as long as you know somewhere, someday we'll be together. So we're still trying to ensure that she's aware of his intentions. Like a very kind of an, an aggressive, but you know, very um attempting to be dominant sort of manner. Lisa. Lisa let's go get blasted Lisa let's go Lisa I know you're nasty Lisa let's go it's all right it's okay as long as you know someday some way we'll be together Lisa it's okay so this is a rare instance where Prince references um, getting drunk course another lonely christmas is maybe a more well-known example of that but it's not too often where you where you will get a prince song that he admits or references not only just drinking but getting shit-faced like we're gonna get blasted let's go get blasted (laughs) and then he says i know you're nasty so this is kind of fitting i guess for the era prince would be writing songs about sexually aggressive women that have overt sexuality attached to them songs like head and sister at uptown all from dirty mind speak to this a bit as well in some ways not just a bit (laughs) in, in a lot but nevertheless i think just that line i know you're nasty really kind of fits in more with lyrics that he was writing for the dirty mind album even if it just, you know, was a very small part of this song, so to me that that totally fits as well. It makes sense from the timing. So, the, like I said, the song is pretty long. There's a lot of music, and there's a lot of repeating of lines. Like, it's all right, it's okay, Lisa. Let's play. It's all right, it's okay. Long as you know, someday, some way, we'll be together. But uh, in essence, that's the that's the sentiment of the song. It's Prince trying to convince this woman named Lisa that. She needs to come with him, ditch her man, they'll have fun. He's trying to tell her that he knows that she's nasty. He knows that, you know, she likes to have a good time. She likes to party. Let's get blasted. Kind of propositioning himself as someone who knows her, maybe just as well as she knows herself. Maybe more so than the guy she's with, at least. Which might give him a leg up. And also attempting, you know, to to sound like a really cool, fun guy to be with. Like, hang out with me we're hot we'll have fun we'll go to movies we'll get drunk we'll have amazing sex i'm the guy drop that zero get with this hero <laughs> to to use an old 80s uh, rap lyric <laughs> So that's, that's Lisa in a nutshell. It's it's, it's, a, it's a groove. It's a vibe. It's a fun song. We don't know the, again, we don't know for sure the inspiration behind it. Never been released, obviously, since I'm doing it as part of my Vault series. So if there was ever a Dirty Mind slash controversy, part of a Super Deluxe, this would be on it. Because this is one of the few songs from the air that people kind of know and uh, the song never went any further either it's not one of those vault songs that prince reworked uh, we're aware of at least that prince reworked later um, potentially for a future project it's kind of died in 1980. So the second song I'll be covering is a song called Rough. Or maybe an alternate title that people are aware of is Too Rough. The estimated recording dates for this song are May-June 1980, according to Prince Vault. And as I know they mentioned this was also recorded at Prince's uh, North Arm Drive home in Orono, Minnesota. This song has a, a little bit more of an interesting history behind it than Lisa, just from the perspective of how many times this song was reworked or potentially had a different uh, vocalists to it so the song that we're going to be talking about in this episode is the home studio recording version from 1980 as i mentioned but there is allegedly a version out there with alexander o'neill singing the lead vocals recorded either in like late 1980 or early 1981 this version hasn't Surfaced, so I have not heard it. But from a timing and where this would have made sense, if Prince had asked Alexander to sing this song, it would have likely been a part of the Times debut album. You know, the, the, his side project, The Time, which was by 19, no, 1980, was not officially a thing yet. Like, it was still kind of in the, the Genesis stage of its development. Prince wanted to to have another band. He wanted to be a mentor to another band, a local band, Minneapolis, to make sure that his he had enough creative outlets to write music for with varying styles, also to create a movement coming out of Minneapolis. So it wasn't just Prince, but it was like going to be Prince, and The Time, and this girl group, and whomever. So Alexander was at one point kind of earmarked to be the lead singer for the time. Um, there was some falling out. The rumors are it was about money or that maybe Alexander was a bit too outspoken for Prince's t- tastes and liking. <laughs> he wanted somebody who's a little more complacent or at least willing to toe the line a bit more. Alexander may have been a bit May have had a too strong of a personality and clashed with Prince. And so Prince was like, this isn't going to work. I can't work with a guy who's going to be questioning everything that I ask him to do. You know, he didn't grow up with Alexander. So it wasn't like an old childhood friend like Morris. So um, Alexander was out. But before that happened, I guess he recorded a version of "Rough" with his vocals on it. So that would be cool to hear some time. And according to Prince Vault and, you know, the sources that Prince Vault used to get this information, there has been also two other times this song was pulled out of the vault to potentially be given to another side project. First was likely The Family. So we, again, haven't heard this version, so we don't know if this was Paul Peterson on vocals, which would make sense based off of the lyrics. It's a song about a woman. I can imagine Susanna maybe doing some... some You know, background vocals on it but it likely would have been a Paul Peterson lead vocal track but then also Jill Jones so I guess Jill has a version of this song with her vocals on it which I I don't really know how that works I mean this song is a unless she's singing it from the perspective of one of her girlfriends or somebody that she knows like trying to be like this is a a warning or a cautionary tale But it seems like the lyrics, which we'll be going through very shortly, would make more sense to be sung by a man. Um, Like, oh, hey guys, watch out. This girl is too rough. But it certainly, I guess, could work as a woman singing it. You know, somebody that up here or somebody that she knows from from around the way that is like this. And she's just singing about this person she knows. So I suppose it works. I have not heard either of these versions, so we don't know if what they sound like. I just know that um, apparently they exist. And when I listen to this song, I think of... From a lyrical standpoint, I think of My Medallion. So Prince had a song in the 2000s that also mined very similar territory. Talking about a girl that was kind of dangerous, kind of rough around the edges. And somebody needed to watch out for. And and that's essentially what this song is about. first verse is, she got a feel like a Cadillac. Girls got plenty of style. All the boys get a heart attack when all she got to do is smile. You see, she's all drive, a funky ride. She's every fantasy. See, it's just a crime. She's so fine. All the boys agree. The girl's too rough. She's too rough. And that's essentially the, the mini chorus after the verse. So in the first line of the song, Prince compares this woman to a car. <laughs> so this is not something that we've um, never heard him do before. Most famously, of course, Little Red Corvette, a couple of years later. So just, you know, another reference to cars and women interchangeably. Lots of references I've picked up on any time that that's happened. In previous Prince songs often that I've done throughout the 80s for the podcast. Just a trope, you know, a trope that Prince mind several times throughout his career so basically what you get from this first verse is that she's a badass woman she has the looks, she has the attitude she's fine but maybe a bit too rough and we don't really know yet just based off of what we've heard, if she's just rough around the edges, like maybe uncouth or if she's too rough on the boys because she knows she's got it going on Um, Because there's really no element of danger yet. You know, she's got to feel like a Cadillac. She's got style. She gives boys heart attacks when when she smiles. She's every fantasy, a funky ride. She's so fine. Nothing here yet kind of speaks to anything more than just, this is a gorgeous woman that you need to watch out for. We don't know why yet. <laughs> and in the second verse, we, we get a little more uh, clarity around that. Keep the money in her garter belt next to a 38. If you get the chance to take her out, you better not be late. When she was 17 and so sweet, her lover turned her out. Now that she's older, she's so much bolder, goes through life without a doubt. The girl's rough. Too rough. The girl's too rough. So now, now we get it. You know, the listener gets it. There's a reference to keeping money in her garter belt and a thirty-eight pistol, <laughs> so she's strapped. She stays strapped. And, you know, she's got a little bit of gangster in her. Or, you know, she's just really street smart, which isn't a bad thing, I suppose. She knows how to protect herself. But, uh, you know, she may even be an instigator. It might not just be about self-defense. Uh, I think the line, if you get a chance to take her out, you better not be late. Kind of implies that she's maybe a little hot-headed. <laughs> she, she's not afraid to, like I said, initiate a confrontation. You know, and is aggressive. Like she wants it her way, and if you cannot fulfill uh, her desires and and her needs, whether that's whatever. I mean, in this case, it just means like, don't waste her time then you got to watch out. She's she's rough. And, she, and she's also packing heat. So be careful with her. Uh, later in that, that verse, when she was 17, she was so sweet and her lover turned her out. Now that she's older, she's so much bolder, goes through life without a doubt. So this implies that there's been some sort of trauma that occurred when she was 17 that kind of changed her from being sweet to rough. So, you know, the phrase... Um, her lover turned her out could definitely mean like she she was whored out by him Uh, it can certainly mean something as literal as like he whored her out so basically took a good girl made her bad by um, putting her on the streets so that's that's going to harden somebody up pretty quickly i would say Uh, and you know survival survival mode required it but maybe uh, it doesn't mean something quite so dark. It could just mean, you know, he was maybe more experienced, had more life uh, experience, had more sexual experience, and then he did things with her that she maybe wasn't prepared for. Uh, it can be considered a negative or a positive. So if, he, if she liked it at the end of the day, like if she liked being turned out by him, then I guess that makes it a positive right so in the but i think in the context of this verse and in the song it doesn't seem like it was a positive experience for her it seemed like it was more of like a a life lesson that she had to learn the hard way and so now she's bolder and goes through life without a doubt because and you know there's no reference of her still being with them not that that you know at 17 you're obligated to be with the person that you have a sexual relationship with but you know, I don't know. I just I just get that it wasn't a positive experience that um, that turned her from sweet to being rough at the age of
1: seventeen.
0: She'll take your money, your, you you right. your, your self respect, your personality. She'll leave you high, she'll leave you dry, all the boys agree, the girl's too rough. She's all drive, a funky ride, every fantasy, watch out now. So again, Prince is doubling down on the car metaphors. She's all drive, a funky ride, so kind of going back to that first verse and continuing to use references to being a car or you know a motor vehicle to explain how she is what her personality is like or even like what she's like in bed a funky ride a lot of fun but also when you're done maybe maybe you got to check yourself make sure that you still have your wallet (laughs) make sure that uh, that you're leaving the same way that you arrived and all the boys agree the girl's fine but she's too rough again a lot of beauty a lot of style a lot of attitude but there's just something hard about her that the guys seem to sense and know based off of either her attitude again things she says or things that she's done to them and they're just kind of all coming back together like a kind of like a support group for men that have been used and abused by this woman. (laughs) You know, they they all get together like, man, did you date her? Nah, we didn't date. (laughs) We did stuff, but we didn't date. And man, she, she took me for that. She took me for this. And you know, she kicked my ass. She turned me out potentially. Maybe all these guys got turned out by her. She, she took her learnings and applied it to whatever trade she's got. So, again this is a fairly long song as well five plus minutes but a lot of the second half of the song is just repeating of lines like Uh I want your car, I want your house, I want some kids, I want everything. I don't know if Prince is singing this from from her perspective. Like, kind of explaining, like, she's gonna take things from him or from any guy. I want some kids. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That seems like a. That definitely feels like a line that a guy would have written. I don't know if this woman maybe also is starting to decide she wants to settle down, but not really. I want your car, I want your house, I want some kids, I want everything. So she's gonna take you for what she wants. And she's got a, she got a got a list. <laughs> she's got a list she's gonna work through, so be careful. But yeah, a lot of lot of repeated lines. I mean, that's really like the only portion of the lines towards the end of the song that is unique. And I just thought it was worth calling out because, I don't know, if Prince is again singing this from her perspective. Uh, towards the end of the song, he tries to do like a call and response with, you know, with himself. Home studio version. He ain't got he got a crowd to, to to call back to. If you're rough, raise your hand. If you don't like to be pushed around, raise your hand. If your man's down the street and you know your sugar is sweeter, raise your hand. Too rough. You know you're too rough. It's kind of a fun song. I like rough. I wish uh, these alternate versions, either Alexander O'Neill's version, Jill Jones' version, the family version, if they all would have somehow found their way out of the vault. I'd love to hear them. I'd love to hear what Prince maybe did differently from a musical perspective with the mid eighties versions. I know Eric Leeds was brought in to play saxophone on, I think the Jill Jones version. So be cool to see how he changed the music. If he changed the lyrics at all, because that's not something he was opposed to doing to update lyrics. Definitely have examples of that for the, the Rebels songs that I covered, that were then later reworked for other artists. So what do you think about these songs, Lisa and Ruff? I don't think either of them were ready to be put on Dirty Mind. Like I don't think Dirty Mind would be a better album with either of these songs on it. Of course, B-side? Sure, why not? A Time song? Great. Get Morris to sing on it and throw it on the Times debut album, but it um, didn't happen. And what we're left with as of now is this this pretty rough demo from 1980. So I guess that will do it for this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenniger. You can find the show at PressRewind.net. it's where I host, but also on uh, social media. I'm also on discord find the links in any of my social media profiles check out the youtube channel where i can listen to full versions of these songs without me talking over them <laughs> and until next time thank you very much goodbye